It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. This is John speaking here with Joe, Dean, and Zach. Yup. Here to handicap Ew. week three of the 2022 NFL season. Uh, I'm not going to be doing a ton of talking today. Uh, if you took my plays last week, let me just send out... I mean, do you even want to hear my voice right now? A formal <laughs> apology. Fuck you, John, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Now what? I'm not sending my kids to college. <laughs> I can't I, make my mortgage payment. I put it all, John, every last dollar. What did you do to me? Uh, well, I didn't help you win, that's for sure. Um, I can't remember the last time I, I went completely winless in every segment. That might have made history. So know that that is not the norm. And you should probably actually take my picks this this mm-hmm. week because one of the chances, up. you know, everything's got to come to the mean. But... Um, I'm curious how you guys fared. I think I think the pot as a whole, we were a little bit down. Joe, you've been keeping us afloat. You know, if we're giving out grades, four, you were the A, I was the F. Um, what were some of your bad beats, clean sweeps, oh. you guys? I, I do want to address really quick yeah. about um, you know the losses and stuff. I mean, guys, if you're doing this as a hobby, you know, five bucks here, you know, mm-hmm. a, a long shot, same game parlay there. That's fine. I mean, have fun with it. You know, that's what we do. But you know, on this podcast, and I think that that's the beauty of our group is that we have some people on like in the group that are much more hardcore with it like you know some of us see it as almost like a second source of income then other people are more casual so it's one of those things and same with our listeners so that's why when we do the big bank we usually reference like a $20 unit that's the average some some of our listeners might have a $1 unit some might have a $150 unit it's we don't unit shame around here but the the reason why I bring this up is you know it's important to realize that just because you go like an 0 and 5 or an 0 and 6 you have to look at, is it the correct, like, were you, did you not have a good process, or was it just fluky things? And we had four games, well, I, I looked this up, we had four games last week where teams were winning by 10, and they ended up losing. So for the DraftKings promo in New Jersey, um, they had to pay out both sides. So of course, that promo is, if you go up 10 at any point, they pay out the money line mm-hmm. on both sides. So it's one of those things where... That this was very much a peak week, so John, I, honestly, I wouldn't wouldn't hang your head too too far because Thank you. I think from a process standpoint, we we, we all. Oh got yeah, it. I mean, listen, we were just talking all thought. I was feeling fat and happy at like six o'clock <laughs> with my big bank players. Fat lock. What's what's the the Jets oh. Browns game? Yeah. Probably that the pain, I, that was easily the worst beat I've ever had on this podcast. Oh yeah, maybe um, the worst beat in the last twenty years. Literally, it was a. I'm not joking. It was saying. a generational win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think mm-hmm. there was like one team to ever overcome a deficit under two minutes, no timeouts, and like the last, like I want to say it was like 15, It was like 15, 20 years. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. It, was, like, yeah. it was insane. Uh, Raiders, I thought, was in the bag. People were literally popping champagne in the end zone going into the <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, join me, baby. We're rich. <laughs> That's not the case. Kyler Murray's short ass balled out, and the Raiders forgot to fucking play defense just or really, offense for the for that matter. Just really quick on Kyler Murray, I saw a post, that, and of course, sorry for not crediting. Uh, someone said that when Kyler Murray's scrambling with the ball, he looks like a toddler that just stole his pants. I saw that tweet. <laughs> that was really good. But, that's uh, what he looks like. Yeah, he does. Uh, uh, Broncos man, Nathaniel Hackett, head coach is not for you, my dude. Head coach is not for you. They should have pummeled the Texans. They they won ugly. Uh, and then I look like a genius for the Ravens over. 
That was my week. So Zach, are we riding? Let's ride. There, there will be, there will be riding from the sidelines this week for Sunday Night Football. I'm not going to partake in that one. But Joe, you won. How was yours? Yes. So I, I went two and one. Uh, the one that I lost was the over in the Monday Night game, uh, Vikings Eagles. Thirty-one points in the first half, zero points in the second half, mm-hmm. and it looked like the game was ticking up in terms of pace. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited. I thought it was going to be – I was popping champagne as well. I'm like, this is going to be such a fun second half. And then, uh, look, we talk about all the time. Turnovers can be good for the total. just depends on where they are. Yep. If you're Kirk Cousins and you turn the ball over deep in enemy territory, Ugh. that's very good for the under. They were advancing the ball and, unfortunately, couldn't get any actual points. So, But I won the dog pound, Dolphins game. It's awesome. One of, probably it was my favorite game of the year so far. We've only had 30 games. I think so. Yeah. It was my favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm looking forward to going uh, 3-0 this week. I think we're going to bounce back. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to get that tobacco nickname, as John so beautifully <laughs> teased. Uh, just to update on the pod, we are 15-14, and 14, uh, 48.28%, which is fine. It's a very small sample it's size. Early. It's early. Yeah, That's the, it. Just collectively, all segments were down 3.26 units, which actually isn't that bad. So... Uh, I, I think we're going to turn this around, and that's yeah. with with me. I think last year in dog pound I was eleven and five, mm. and I don't have a dog pound win yet, so I'm looking <laughs> to get back uh, on the winning track today. Yeah, you'll get it. I think what's w- really weird for me that I've realized is that week one is always so hard to predict. I'm realizing week two is up there too because, mm-hmm. I, I, and I, of course, I talked ad nauseum about it, and I look like an idiot because I missed my picks, but about overreacting, underreacting, mm-hmm. uh, and so so for me, for example. An overreaction was, oh man, man, the Cowboys are dead in the water and the Bengals are due for uh, due for a big win. I was wrong on both of those sides. The Cowboys have fighting them, and the Bengals at 0-2, we're, we're starting to realize how good is this team. And then on, on other plays, really the, the let's get parlayed segment, I mean, I was off by half a point. I mean, that was just devastating. Uh, there, the score was 41-7, I think, at the end of the third quarter. It was. So a full quarter with no points at that point. You know, the backups for both teams and are backups in. And you figure a turnover. Yeah, right, like something. Yeah. And Malik Willis was actually looking pretty good on one drive, and then yeah. I think he turned it over, and that was that. So, like, that's one of those plays that I think I had every edge on. I had it all mapped out, and just the Titans, unfortunately, you know, and they're, and they're going to come up in a play for me later today. Uh, they couldn't keep up. And I, I, I want to say the similar uh, experience happened during the Packers-Bears game where I just I just needed the Bears to just score a little bit more, keep it more competitive. The over was low. I knew the Packers were going to score points. I thought the Bears would keep up. And, you know, unfortunately, they didn't. I missed that one. I think I had that. The over was 41.5, and, and I think the final score was 37. Uh, yeah, 27-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. So, you know, you get, again, we talk about clean sweeps, bad beats. I think it's important in week two and beyond is to, as you develop more of your handicaps, you're understanding what what teams are, who they are, you stick to your convictions, but you also maybe recalibrate as necessary. Mm-hmm. And just know that, you know, the NFL is a wacky year. So so there, there might be some people who might say, John, you know, the Bears absolutely suck. I would never take an over script for them because I'm sure they've gone under in both of their games. But think you have to remember that just certain factors are going to make you rethink some of your convictions. Yeah, I, I think it, it goes back to what I said off the top. I mean, I think the process is, you know, if, if you're sitting here week two and or week three and saying, like, I need to change my process, then you have bigger problems. Maybe you should not be betting. But I, I think it's one of those things where I think that we, we're all still on the right track. I mean, we yeah. all... I, the one thing I really like is the four of us, we go about it in different ways. Like, I maintain um, the model. You guys are better at, like, just 
you know, watching and gleaning different insights. It's I funny. guess you guessed throw darts. We had Zach's uh, thing from a hat a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was three years ago. Which I was, was great. I was on such a cold streak. Yeah, the hat. <laughs> I picked awesome. out of a hat and <laughs> lost. So it's funny. There, there's a lot of ways to do it, but, um, you know, as our old tagline it used to be, it's only a gambling problem if you lose. So let's get you guys back on uh, the winning streak. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to go, let me just clear the air. We're going to go into the big bank. My big mouth talked a bit, a mean game about, oh, if one of us... Goes winless, and I'm just talking. I'm just talking in the big bank. I went winless across all my segments. So uh, if that happens, the person who loses that week now has to give their handicaps just during the big bank segment. That's why you're hearing my regular voice. Uh, you have to do it in some kind of voice, an accent, like maybe like like a Christopher Walken kind of thing, uh, determined by the other panelists. Now we're gonna take a quick break. I don't know what voice I'm coming out with. But uh, I hope to do it justice, and uh, we'll see. It's the first time we're ever doing this. And I know I, people who know me know I like doing voices. I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm really, Actually, my heart is beating because it's just like, I'm like, uh, it's because it's a punishment. Yeah. I don't get to have fun with it. And we had to change it from the singing because John also likes to sing. <laughs> so, so we got to well, make him hurt. Well, my thing, too, was like, yeah, I, I do like to sing. But, like, I don't know, if, if people weren't hanging around to the end, they weren't really getting the full punishment feel, and uh, and I just I just think this would be a lot funnier, and of course, hubris, I would be the first one to receive this punishment. So, uh, we will return, and uh, you'll hear three regular voices, one non-regular voices, but either way, we're giving you the best Big Bank plays for the week. Big Bank Picks. All right, gentlemen. This is Zach here, changing things up. I'm starting us off with the Big Bank this week, and I'm just going to get right into it. My first play of the week might be a surprise. It's three weeks. It's my second time riding with this team. Hopefully they don't burn me this time. Taking the Jacksonville Jaguars mm. plus seven at the Chargers. A couple things I really thought about in this game. I think that the Jaguars are actually significantly better than people are giving them credit for Uh very competitive against the Commanders. Should have won that game, realistically. Uh, last week, blank the Colts. Don't know, does that mean the Colts are that bad or the Jaguars are that good? Either way, totally improved defense, totally improved offense. And not to mention, uh, the starting quarterback for the Chargers literally has a serious rib injury, uh, which for some reason has just been not talked about at all. You can say, oh, well, Zach, they played on Thursday night. Uh, you got extra rest. Like this is a, Rib cartilage is not a joke. All right, he's going to be significantly hurt. It's going to be harder to throw the ball downfield. Can we see them come out and, you know, be as aggressive as normal? Even if they can, I think the Jaguars can hang tough and put this within a seven-point game. I really like what Doug Peterson, ah, Peterson, Doug Peterson has been drawing up on offense. I love the downfield shots. James Robinson shows that he has not missed a beat. Um, really, this comes down to if Herbert was 100% healthy, I don't think I'd feel comfortable laying seven points. I feel like it is an absolute bargain getting a touchdown here with the Jags. Even though they're visiting L.A., to me that means nothing. They, in my opinion, have one of the worst home field advantages oh, yeah. in football because uh, basically celebrities and losers go to those games. <laughs> yeah, I think um, you're getting, by the way, the minus seven, you're getting a Herbert is fully healthy line. Yes. But he's not actually fully healthy. Yeah. Like, it's it's no joke. The like He's going to play, and he's probably going to do well. But I, dude, I don't think there's gonna be many. You're, deep you're shots. not running, you're not, no deep shots, and he's not gonna run if he no, runs. Not, not no, not at all, dude. I really like to play. Yeah, Staley, Staley should be fired into the sun yeah. if Herbert <laughs> takes one yes. uh, like any design run. 
That's hard. The thing that was so cool about this is uh, it never like wavered. It never went to seven and a half. It never went to uh, six and a half. I, I find that to be very interesting. I think by game time, I think once the public starts betting and they realize that Herbert is really hurt, that they're actually going to uh, get this down to six, six and a half. Kind of thing. So great, great play, great value. Also, that's something that I want to mention as well from last week is some of our plays on the podcast got closing line value. So I just want to call that out. That's so if you're listening late, uh, let's just say you're listening on Sunday, and um, we say like we like it minus three, and then when you go to bed, it's like actually minus four. I mean, that of course that changes the play. So just wanted to call that out. So I will go with my first play, and how about a total? Let's go with the over of the Eagles and the Commanders, over 47.5. A lot of different angles to slice this down. First of all, 48 is a key no- key number when it comes to totals, so really like that. Uh, fun revenge angle here, ready? Oh, no. It's Wentz versus the Eagles and Jalen Hurts versus the Broken Stadium. Oh! So, <laughs> right. so Jalen Hurts uh, and the Eagles have really shown that uh, they can put up points in bunches. Um, actually, very fun fact about the Washington defense. They gave up 7 and 6.2 yards per play, respectively, their first two games on offenses that we could all agree are way worse than the Eagles. Um, we all know Philly is explosive. Excuse me. I think the I think that the public is a little bit overreacting. When you see like a big blowout win or loss, right? Take the Vikings, for example. Week 1, they win, but they only won by 16 points. Like, that's not a blowout. Same with the Eagles. They won by 17. They looked like they were humming. And a lazy handicap would be they took the foot off the gas. I don't think so. They got kind of stymied in the second half. But what I'm going to say is this. The defense looked great. But if you really look at it, I think that's what the public's overreacting to. They think Eagles, great defense now. I don't think so. I think that was more the Vikings being bad than the Eagles being good. Uh, Kirk Cousins was 2 of 12 for 8 yards and 3 interceptions on blitz plays. On Zach's Uh, fantasy team. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, on whenever the Eagles blitzed, it was almost a, so. Typically, if you're a quarterback, they the, the route combinations. There's always a checkdown hot route, and um, there were none in the Kevin O'Connell offense for some reason. So Kirk Cousins was throwing 50-50 balls um, right to Darius. Like he actually had a drop before he had his second interception. So it's one of those things. Basically, all, all in all, what I'm saying is that the Eagles defense isn't as good as they looked on Monday. So don't be fooled by that. Also, a step slower. They had an extra day of not practicing. And things like that. Also, Washington, um, the Carson Wentz offense, they are the 10th best team in yards per play in the NFL on offense, while also giving up 6.2 and 7. So what's the average of that? Um, The the defense gives up chunk yards. The offense gets yards in chunks. I think that they're going to score. I I debated doing the commanders team total over as well. Or or not as well instead, but I just like the full game over because I want to get some of that Hurts running game. So that's my first play for one unit. I think that this total should be in the 50s, and there is no reason why it shouldn't be. It's like America didn't watch the Eagles games, and Mm -hmm. it's literally that simple. So, totally love that play. Let's go over to New York. I'm going to be taking Bengals against the spread. Right now it's at 6. This is what Dean said at the beginning of the pod. It's important to bet these things early uh, because it was minus 4, minus 4.5 when I first got it. But uh, we'll take the 6, and that's okay because it's under the 7. I like it all the way up to 6.5. I love this play because... The Bengals could not be in a more motivational spot than they are right now. Uh, everything is going wrong. They need to put a stopgap in a hurry. And you think, oh, well, they have to go on the road to the Jets if they just had an emotional win. That's kind of my point. This is a huge letdown spot for the Jets to come back down to earth. And also, if you remember last year, and this was the kicker that did it for me, the Bengals lost to the Jets last Mike White. Mm-hmm. when they were big favorites. So they are not looking past this game. 
It's as simple as that. And then, of course, you have the talent edge uh, that I, I really like the Bengals passing offense. So I'm going to go with the Bengals against the spread here. Uh, I got six points, and then we'll cover that with ease. That's my first play. Really like that. And now let's kick it over to the prisoner. John, <laughs> would you like to debut your new voice? Hey, guys. Yeah, it's Sean McVay here. Uh, listen, this one's a real no-brainer for me. Chiefs minus five and a half at Colts. Uh, Colts. Looking pretty bad against two really bad teams that picked in the top two this year. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the Chiefs can dominate these games in ways that that are only overlooked because the Bills are so good, you know. So, uh, don't know why it's only minus five and a half. But, you know, uh, I think we're going to take it within the six points. They should easily uh, cover that one one unit play for me. Sean, I literally love that. Yeah, place. I really like that. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, Sean, I, I have a... Yeah, Joe, I got a follow-up question for you. Are you worried at all about the Bengals being 0-2 against the Frisky Jets team? I think that's kind of what I'm buying into, Sean. So, I, first off, I appreciate the question. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of what I'm counting on, is, you know, when your back's yeah. up against the wall. So, I was kind of nervous about the Colts for, for that mm -hmm. game. But I think that uh, just people are discounting how truly bad yeah. they are on offense. I, there's nothing else I could say. I mean, you could make a point that they only should have scored three points in two games because they scored yep. two touchdowns in the fourth quarter You're right. the first game and that was just <clears> terrible <throat> the, so I, the, I love your pick dude the, thank you the, you know the Colts faced a team that blow them out for the playoff spot last year you'd think they'd be ultra motivation oh yeah they're a little bit worse no they got blanked they scored no points and and, and you know what That that's not a team that I would coach really <laughs> I know we had a tough week one but for this Colts team I don't see a lot of silver linings and I see the Chiefs being the second best team in the AFC if not the entire league so, my, my whole thing about that one, by the way, the model does agree with you. But, John, the one thing that, or excuse me, Sean, the one thing that, that <laughs> did scare me um, about this is, uh, you know, the Chiefs, you can make a case that they could be a little bit fluky. Like, you know, without the pick, the 100-yard pick six, they lose to the Chargers, and then what's the spread here? And, um, you know, kind of what I said last week, like the, the Colts, uh, now I'm not going to sit here and, and play the what-if game, but... The Colts, uh, I kind of explained away week one as like a fluky thing. Week two, I think that there's legit problems. But week one, I mean, let's just say the Colts won in overtime. Right, is this is this spread still seven? I think it's more like four and a half, five and a half. So I actually think that right now it's at value, even though the model says that the game should be like minus seven and a half. So model agrees with you. I, I'm very curious to see how this goes. Thank you, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm going to put my... Boom! My wow. nuts on the table here. He really did it. Wow. He really did. I did. I put my nuts on the table for this. There it because, is. Uh, a nice pair of nuts, Zach. <laughs> Thank you, Sean McVay. Uh, it's a big boy play for me. All right? Uh, instead of doing three plays this week, I'm going two. Ooh. It's my two-unit play. I'm going the Baltimore Ravens minus two and a half at the Patriots. Okay. All right? Everyone wants to give me all the stats about, oh, well, Belichick hasn't lost... This home opener, or that what a game, or this record, that record. The Brady era is long over. Lamar Jackson literally just played a fucking perfect game last week and lost because his defense gave up 40 points and 21 of those in the fourth quarter. In my opinion, the ceiling for the Patriots offense, and considering the Ravens injuries, right? In my opinion, it's like 28 points. Like, I can't imagine the Patriots' offense putting up more than four touchdowns. Whatever happens on defense, it's a whole other story. The Ravens should have absolutely no problem 
scoring a minimum of four to five touchdowns. I was actually looking at, there was a nice little prop I saw that was first team to uh, to 25 points. Mm-hmm. It was plus 155 for the Ravens, which I actually really was considering making a big bank play. I took a, I did put a unit on it. Because in my opinion, I'm like, you know what? I think that the, I don't think the Patriots could score 28 points, right? Because that's pretty much or 27 points, let's even say. Uh, and I think the Ravens absolutely will. I think this is a complete mismatch. Ravens coming off of an absolute heartbreaker. They should have won with ease. Uh, unfortunately, I just don't think that they can scheme up a plan to stop Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. You're seeing a ton of deep ball action. Patriots DBs are relatively old. You might have to fact check me on this. I think they have some of the oldest DBs in the fucking league, yes. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um J.K. Dobbins, most likely coming back, so you should actually have an effective fucking running game for once instead of the corpse of Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis strutting their way around the fucking field. This simply comes down to the Ravens should win this game by, at the very, very least, a touchdown. So to get under three, I have absolutely no problem laying the points. The only scenario I can see the Patriots winning this game is just it's a defensive masterclass, and it's an extremely low-scoring game. Um, otherwise, I think the Ravens roll. So I am very confident in this bet. Dare I say, it is my lock of the week. Wow. Ooh. So I, like I am it. taking the Ravens minus two and a half. For two units, too. For two units. That's Perfect. it. I got two plays, boys. I, love I might that. be having an accent next week. <laughs> no, I really like that conviction because it's one of those things where if you feel strongly about it, you, there's no need to force fit it just for the show. And like I was thinking um, last week, I had the Niners minus eight. I was like, yeah, I mean, clearly we know the Seahawks didn't deserve to win. They're clearly not a good team. Why didn't I put more money on and that? And now that Jimmy G's back, bro, they're like, they're so, dude, their Super oh, yeah. Bowl odds actually went up. Went up. Yeah. I was going to say, they're starting quarterback getting out. In my model, I actually, I, I didn't upgrade them, but I left them alone. So that's, that's actually pretty interesting. But I, I do not have the Niners today. I am going to my next play. And guys, it's another total, but this time an under. And I always say I love this in college basketball because there's 353 teams. I I go directly to the bottom of the barrel and see who I could fade, and that is usually where the best uh, picks are. And I'm going right to the lowest total on the board, and I'm taking the under. That's right, no need to think here. Chicago versus Houston, under 40.5. No need to overthink it. We have the two worst teams from a uh, yards per play standpoint who both run too much and ineffectively. <laughs> now, running a lot is is a lot of the lazy take is oh, it's really good for for um, unders or yeah, running the ball a lot's good for unders. But if you run effectively, then it's actually not that good for unders. Both of these teams they don't average a lot yards. Uh, excuse me, yards per play. So we're good there. Chicago, despite a negative game script last week. They simply refuse to pass the ball, only amassing 70 gross passing yards, which which is abysmal. I'm pretty sure a high school could do better than that. Plus, we're getting Road Davis Mills, I who absolutely sucks. Yeah, it's the lowest total on the board, but I think it's completely warranted. Um, I think it's going to be a slog in the game. A 20-17 to 17 game is completely in the cards here. No need to overthink. And also, a little bonus prop on DraftKings. This to be the lowest scoring game is plus 400. little bonus cookie there. So I'm in for one unit on that under. So two totals for you. Very nice, and mm-hmm. I do agree with, with that one completely. So I'm going to stay in New York. I'll be going to the Monday night game, Cowboys at Giants. Unfortunately, I'm going to be betting against the other New York team, and I'm going to be taking Cowboys' money line. So right now, it's minus 105 on DraftKings. Uh, they're, the Cowboys are technically the underdogs here. They're getting a point 
Um, kind of a similar handicap to the Jets. I want to be fading the team that just had a beautiful 2-0 start. Some coin flip games that the Giants have won. I should have said this last week, but I didn't have the balls. Cooper Rush <laughs> is probably just an average backup. And I think we mm-hmm. were all throwing him in the trash. Rightfully so. We didn't, we didn't really have too much data on him. But I think that he is just serviceable enough to, uh, to get the job done. And the Giants have not looked good despite being 2-0. Couldn't agree more. As our two giant, mm-hmm. well, one giant fan. We have Sean here. We don't have John here, but <laughs> I, I, I like Cowboys money line. I think that they can win this game. Um, I think it's going to be a very close one, but uh, I think the Cowboys edge it out. Yeah, dude. My so here we go. I have to play contrarian at least a little bit. I have to stick up for my team, even though I absolutely fucking butt fucked them and nutted at them last week. <laughs> you're the you're making my case even stronger. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, the, the, it actually makes me feel good. Like the Titans, they overperformed, right? Mm-hmm. Last week, they completely underperformed. Daniel Jones, once again, had, uh, I believe, a defender literally just drop a wide-open interception. And then the the fucking Panthers' offense literally probably had at least four wide-open drop passes or just bad throws by Baker Mayfield. Like, the Giants had no business winning this game. They played downright bad, which makes me feel good because it's like, you know what? They didn't overperform last week. It's going to be a whiteout on Monday night. The crowd's going to be rocking. Mm. At the end of the day, they are playing a backup fucking quarterback. Even though Daniel mm. Jones is just as bad is as Cooper said. Rush, Cooper Rush might be as good as Daniel Jones. I, There's a, a legit I, chance. You have no argument for me. Yes. I am Daniel Jones hater number one. <laughs> like every, all, all the success they've had is in spite mm-hmm. of Daniel Jones. With that being said, I think it's, it's, this is a coin flip game. Mm-hmm. I would be cr- incredibly shocked if either team won by more than a touchdown, unless it was like some fluky, like you know, yeah, meaningless turnover or some yeah. shit like that. Like great teaser game, yeah, great yeah. teaser game. Had Giants in a teaser that was not on this podcast because I'm a fucking loser, but <laughs> I am obviously way too emotionally invested in Monday Night Game. I believe I already texted John like if they don't win another game this season. Let them beat the fucking Cowboys at home. <laughs> yeah, Cooper Rush, uh, former Orlando Apollo. Remember that? Mm, I do. Remember that? The Way best. back when. I have an Orlando Apollo's polo somewhere. It doesn't fit. <laughs> Sean, over to you. Let's see. Yeah, no, no, thank you very much. Uh, you referenced New York Giants. My father coached there for three years in the 70s. <laughs> did he? So uh, uh, he did. I, I, I Googled it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Your you know. Father? <laughs> Uh, you, you, you remember some things, you forget some things. <laughs> yes, Zach, you know, with the Giants and, and Joe, I, I, I would tend to take the team that is getting points here. I've seen the line go one way to another. Cowboys started as, as a, you know, two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Now, all of a sudden, the Giants are even getting points in some books. So I would take the team who's getting the points there. But good on Dallas to maybe steal a road win here. Uh, I'm going to be quick on this next one here. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Should have beat the Arizona Cardinals. I hate those guys. Man, they're the worst. Worst team in the division. Uh, and I'm taking the money line, minus 125 for a half unit at the Tennessee Titans, who right now don't look like they belong in the NFL at all. Lost a beatable one to the New York Giants. Got blasted out of Buffalo uh, on Monday night. So I'm liking Raiders' money line here. They should have won arguably both of their games. I think when they play the Chargers later in the year, they should win that one. So I'm taking Raiders to get their first win of the season uh, against two 0-2 teams. Now, how confident are you on it? Because I kind of want I, I want I want action on it. I, I'm not taking it in the big bank, but uh, a gentleman's bet on it because I think the Titans have to win this one. They're going to be 0-2, and they have their home opener. I think that they're going to 
or not home opener, uh, excuse me, they're own two. I think that they have playoff aspirations. And knowing that the Jaguars sit atop their division at 1-1, one and one, I think that this is a real game where they're like, holy shit, if we win this, we'll be back on track. Uh, <laughs> as a guy who knows coaches, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, it's going to sound crazy. I think the coaching advantage actually goes to Josh McDaniels in this game. Mike Vrabel has done nothing for us to trust him as this team uh, being the AFC number one from last year. Uh, they look lifeless in almost all phases of the game. Uh, and I, I just think the Raiders are going to be the ones that are a little hungrier since they were so close to winning last week. Okay. I agree with your side, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Joe. This is also the Belichick Disciple Bowl. Yeah. Mm. Zach, as always, great nuts. <laughs> Still on the table. Uh, just really quick, John, you called Mike Vrabel a bad coach. He is 41-27. and 27. As a head coach. I still think did, he's a bad coach. Oh, I did, don't think he's did, a bad coach. Did, didn't say bad coach. Just said coaching advantage goes to Josh McDaniels I, in this game. I, I, Josh McDaniels has been a failure everywhere he's gone. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I think Vrabel is a good coach, but their play calling is pathetic. Yeah, their, their, their offense definitely needs help, but I think the I think the Raiders' defense is nothing to write home about. I mean, at, you can't give up a 23-point lead if you have a good defense. So that's the way that I'm going to say that. But very interesting. Sorry to ball bust. <laughs> but bust them all, man. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm jumping in. Uh, gonna back. gonna go for my third out of four play for a half a unit here <laughs> before my voice fries out. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers, giving one and a half points at the Denver Broncos. Uh, as someone described off pod, the Broncos are poo poo pee pee. <laughs> That's good. I, I think the Niners could just take care of business here. One could argue I'm gonna have to game plan against them for a couple more games. This season, if, if they don't make the playoffs, uh, they're better off with Jimmy G than they ever were with Trey Lance. Why one and a half against the Broncos, who can only put up 16 points against the, the Texans and who fell flat on their face against a division opponent just two weeks ago, is beyond me. I'm taking this one for the line. Minus one and a half, half unit, minus 110. I love that. I debated doing four plays and having that in my ledger. Personally, that is my, that's definitely in my personal ledger. The Broncos' uh, first two games, 13 and 12 penalties respectively, they are, that's a sign of bad coaching. I'm sorry. If, if I'm keeping any metrics, that's the only way that I could, uh, you know, quantify that. So that's really bad on Hackett, and I don't think it's going to get better. I think the Broncos, dare I say, are going to be the team that they're going to have to prove it to me until I bet on them, and I'm going to pick, I'm going to bet against them until they prove me wrong. Yes. So my final play is another total. Nice. Three of them. I love it. I, I, so I already gave you the lowest total on the board, and I'm going under because I don't think the books got that one right. I think that, that game should have been like 38-37. I'm going Vikings-Lions over 52.5. Now, I know what you may be thinking. I'm actually going to address the opposite handicap first. Divisional game, and the Vikings are going to run more. But I said it during the Houston-Chicago handicap. The Vikings, when they do run the ball, they run the ball effectively. So I think it's going to be one of those things... Even if Cook does get more carries, I think that, that will actually lead to them moving the ball a little bit more. Why? The Vikings and Lions are team 32 and 31 in yards per play allowed by their opponents. Now, granted, common denominator, they both played against the Eagles, who, as I already said, they're kind of a wagon here. But let's look at let's look at it like this. The Vikings are coming off of a complete embarrassment on Monday Night Football. The Lions have been playing really good and scoring the ball. Vikings even have been gashed a few times. Even in the Packers game, they had that 75-yard touchdown that got dropped. That was a complete blown coverage. Cameron Bynum doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. Back there, that's the starting safety on the Vikings. He's ranked 61st out of 71 safeties in the league. Harrison Smith, 
They're all pro safety, concussed, and may not play. And that will make uh, Lewis Seen from Georgia, their first-round draft pick, have to play. He has one career snap so far. So I think there's a little bit plus on that where it's like, you know, we know that the Lions offense is fun and explosive. Joe, you were telling me I should have listened. Uh, you know, going over the top of the Vikings is very possible this week coming up. Uh, the Vikings also have gotten some interceptions and off of two really good quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Goff to throw an interception, yes, is minus 115, just a little bonus uh, right there, and also this to be the highest scoring game on Sunday is plus 450, another little bonus there. So I kind of give you a little bit of uh, little bonus crumbs in there, but I think um, this is going to be a complete shootout. Both teams also are in top 12 in seconds per play, both under 27 seconds per play. So they both run a little bit of tempo. I think this is going to be one of those things where we're going to see like a nice 17-14 at halftime, and I'll just be sitting here fat and happy. Yeah, or I fat want, and mad. I don't know. <laughs> I want every bit of Eagles and Lions overs. Yeah, pretty much. So I agree with that completely. I'm going to go to the Packers Bucks game. Um, I like the Packers money line. Uh, it is even right now. Um, I think this is a complete smash spot for the Packers. The Bucks are completely decimated offensively uh, in all the glamour areas, which is the wide receiving core and the uh, running back core. But uh, I think their offensive line is absolutely atrocious. Not to mention the X factor is the Packers were blown out last year in Tampa. This is a game That's that right. they're getting up for. The Packers are, I don't want to say they're back, but uh, they're going to play exactly the kind of football that they want to against the Bucks because the Bucks can't stretch the field. So the Packers want to grind this game to a complete nub, and they're just going to run the ball all day. Uh, I was looking at the total. I was looking at a whole bunch of things, but I landed on the Packers. I think this uh, style of game suits them. A whole lot better. You're not concerned with them, but say they can't develop the run. No, not at all. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing about that is I, I don't know if you had this in your handicap, but Akeem Hicks, a uh, great run stopper along with Vita Vea, Akeem Hicks is actually out for extended amount of time. So yeah, the new I mean, addition to the Bucks. No, I, I I actually didn't know that. I haven't checked the injury report, um, but thank you. That mm -hmm. is what friends are for. But uh, that makes my my cap even stronger. I think that this is a smash spot for the Packers. I love everything about this play. This really is my favorite play. Of the whole week. Ooh. Well, I'm done on plays. Joe's done on plays, right? Yes. All right, guys. I just got one more play for you. It's going to sound a little weird, but I'm actually fading my own team this week. <laughs> I'm taking the Cardinals, getting three and a half points <laughs> against my Los Angeles Rams for a uh, final half unit here. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think the team played really great last week against the Falcons. Got a little too close for comfort at the end there. I'm going to work on it with the guys. Uh, the Cardinals, uh, I know we blasted them last year in the playoffs. However, uh, I think that uh, the Cardinals might have found new life with their comeback win. Uh, they might be able to get up for this one against the Super Bowl champions. They're getting over a field goal. A lot of NFC West games tend to go very close. So I'm liking uh, Cardinals odds here. My, the, my players just, just stay the fuck home, I guess. Don't even come to the game. We already lost. I'm going to have to call the commissioner here. This is literally collusion. <laughs> this is a head coach gambling against his team. I'm fucking putting my house in the fucking Cardinals. If Sean McVay is betting against them, holy we, shit. We plan, on, we plan on exclusively running Cam Akers up the middle for little or no gain. Uh, did, I, did I mention my dad worked for the Giants? You did, Sean. Uh, that's a, that's you. awesome. So, uh, I don't know if John or Sean McVay wants to lead us out of the Big Bank, or, or I could do it. 
Why don't we just recap our plays real quick? And yes, John, I right. uh, officially give you permission to not be Sean McVay so the audience can actually hear your plays. <laughs> I only have two. I have a unit on the Jaguars plus seven, two units on the Ravens minus two and a half. I have three totals, the under of uh, Bears-Texans of 40.5 for one unit, Vikings-Lions over 52.5 for one unit, and over of Eagles and Commanders. I got three plays, all for one unit, Bengals minus six, Cowboys money line, and Packers money line. I have four plays for you guys. Hello. Uh, Chiefs minus 5.5 for minus 110, one unit. Niners minus 1.5, minus 110 for also a unit. And then I have two half-unit plays. Raiders money line for minus 125. Uh, that, since we started recording, by the way, has gone. They were 1.5-point uh, favorites. They're now 2.5-point favorites. So that line's moving. Uh, and Cardinals getting 3.5 points for minus 115 for another half-unit. I think uh, before I think I need to get a drink of water before we go to our next play, uh, our next segment here, Zach's Fat Lock, uh, and yeah, make sure this is a good stopping point if you're listening at home. Maybe put the pause on here and maybe write down some of your favorite plays. Start checking the books now, uh, and then proceed after uh, a quick break. Whatever. It's so big. Zach's Fat Lock. It's so big. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, it is my fat lock and the ladies of the Winning Ticket Podcast. Didn't forget about you. Uh, This week, my fat lock agrees with all of our panelists. That is right. Uh, Every leg of the fat lock is going to be a part of somebody's play on this podcast. And let's just get right into it. Going to get you off of that 0-2 start with a juicy one. A 6.3 leg teaser at plus 178. My goodness. We got the Bengals at a pick at the Jets. The Falcons plus seven at the Seahawks, and the Eagles minus a half point at the Washington Commanders. Uh, in my opinion, love it. Love that everyone here has a lean on each side or a total. Um, realistically, man, I think the Bengals come out strong. I think the Falcons and the Seahawks are very evenly matched. You got to love getting a touchdown there. And uh, I think the Eagles should easily win outright. I- I'm feeling pretty good about my fat lock this week. I think we're going to win some money, boys. Love it. Absolutely love it. All right, guys. Oh, we finally have that sounder this week. Let's get parlayed. I'm going to take you guys down. We're getting out of the cold, cold uh, end zones of Buffalo, New York. And instead, we're going into we're going into Oregon. We're going into Seattle, baby. And what I'm liking here, uh, Zach teased it during his own segment. Um, there's two teams playing in this game, the Seahawks are a team that kind of went for it all against Russell Wilson and the Broncos in week one, uh, and they came crashing back down to earth against the Niners' uh, division rival, really reminding us just how bad the Seahawks are. And on the opposite side, the Falcons are playing them. They're coming to town. They put on a real close one against the Rams. They were very close against uh, the Saints in week one. They're a team, it's kind of odd to say it, but it's kind of like a year behind the Lions. I think if the Falcons maybe had a better coach, they'd be playing up a little bit more. Like, they're kind of what the Lions are aspiring to be this year. I think I muddled that. But but uh, they're a team that I think you just can't overlook. I know they're not going to win many games, but they're going to be in many games. And for that reason, I'm loving the Falcons getting a point and a half in this one, um, I think they have a chance to win it outright. And on the other side of it all, I like the over of 40.5 points in the entire game. This strikes me as a, as a game where it's two 
again, two teams that aren't particularly good, but they're they're good opponents for each other. They'll kind of bring out the best in each other, maybe finish uh, the way I'm scripting it. If it's 40 and a half, I'm figuring at least a 21-20 kind of game. Um, maybe it even goes to like maybe like a 27-26. Um, but I, I just the Falcons I need a piece of. They've been they've been playing enough where I could tell if they're frisky. I know I want them as a dog, uh, and I feel like parlaying with the over is the it's it's the perfect it's the coconut uh, rum that you have on the beach, if you will. Uh, it makes for a perfect perfect Sunday afternoon. So for plus two twenty odds, I'm taking the Falcons a point and a half parlayed with the the game total over forty and a half. The Dog Pound. All right, guys. We already talked about the Atlanta Falcons. I know that we um, were discussing Zach has them in his fat lock, and I'm going to go back to it. Yes, they are the Dog Pound. Right now, they are minus 105. The Seahawks are minus 115. At the time that you're listening to this, there's a good chance that they're going to be the favorite. I think it's one of those things where a lot of people, if you throw out the week one game, right, it was the, the top of the top of what the Seahawks needed. It was... Their quarterback for years, their franchise quarterback, coming back to their home stadium, that place was a complete zoo. Russell Wilson couldn't hear at all. And I just think it was just a really bad setting that we're not going to see again for the Seahawks at home. Atlanta's a good team. John, you even have them in, in your segment as well. Model makes it Atlanta minus three. This offense is really fun. A uh, slight little homecoming for Mariota. He went to Oregon. Probably has a lot of people in the area still. Um, I have Atlanta over four, and this is an absolutely must win for that bet. Not that that matters at all, but uh, uh, let's go Falcons. Dog pound, minus, one to, uh, minus 110, minus 105. If, it's one of those things. Here, here's what I wrote in my notes, too. If they're plus one at minus 110, and they're also money line minus 110, obviously take the point. If it's minus 120 for the point, and money line is minus 105, like, I, I'm just asking you guys to be a little bit smart here. So take good odds. Do some shopping. Don't be lazy. That's my pick. The winning ticket podcast audience is smart. <laughs> they are smart. Are, are they smart enough to make this a double play? Because I go. think they are. And with you at home, next, this could be a triple play. For all the reasons I said, for all the reasons that, reasons that Dean just said, the Falcons' uh, money line is the play here. And the one thing I don't think either of us mentioned, Dean, is the Falcons mm-hmm. are 0-2. They're hungry for a yeah. win. They, they need one to just you know keep pace in their own season. The Seahawks got their win. You mm-hmm. know They're, they're not going to be as desperate. So... I'm, I can't tell you wh- how and why, but the Falcons, man, I'm feeling a big win for them this week. I love that. I think I will make it very quick. I am doubling up on the Packers' money line at even odds. Packers smash spot. They blow them out. Joseph is happy. And that's that. I'm going to go 3-0 and a dog pound win. Let's go. You know, last time I checked, there was some value in the dog pound. Yeah. Minus odds on the dog pound. I feel dirty. I'm picking puppy shots. Wow. Zach must have forgot about the Steelers. Uh, plus 230. That was, that was great. <laughs> that was great, which is why I'm going with a long shot. I'm taking the Detroit Lions Ooh. for plus uh, like 200. That's a good pick. Two to one. Listen, guys. Last week, the Vikings, well, overreaction, right? Vikings looked putrid. Kirk Cousins was literally seeing ghosts. Yeah, shook the table. That's how it was. That's how, <laughs> how, that's how uh, yeah, earth-shattering this was. Uh, the, the Lions are not a joke. The Lions are consistently putting up over 30 points a game. I think this game is going to be a shootout. There's a reason why this total is trending towards 53. I think the Lions are a changed team, and I don't think, why not in a division game, can't they come out on top? I'm not saying they're going to destroy the Vikings. I just think that it's a very, they're, they're, more, they're evenly matched. Sneakily, and people don't realize it. Um, 
So why not? Why not the Lions turning their season around, starting why off on not? a two and one bump? Give me the Lions money line. I like that. Uh, like I said, I handicapped almost every game. My honorable mention for talking was the Dolphins. So let, let's let that hang in the air right there. Love the Dolphins. Joe, as a as a Lions backer preseason, are you liking this pick? I absolutely am. I yeah. said uh, when Dean picked the total for this game. Yeah. I want every part of the Lions offense. I love. I just. I love them. I truly do. Mm-hmm. That's that. I, I. This is legitimate. If the think the Vikings, you know, uh, for the sake of Zach's bet, I hope you know the Lions get the win. But next time the Vikings but for the are, sake of our dogs, I think. Uh, well, you pick he's got sides. He's got a whole. I think. So how many plays do we have total? I don't know if I should be if we should be including these. It's three, six, nine. Blah, blah. It's over ten, man. It's over 10. ten. I can't do math, even though we're just betting take... podcast. Definitely do that. Yeah, just yeah. do that. <laughs> it's it's seventeen plays between Big Bank and Dog Pound. Zach has his teaser. I have my let's get parlayed. So that's nineteen plays we've given you this week, Dang. give or take some of the double likes that we have. So nineteen plays. We're bound to hit a lot of them. Uh, and we hope you do at home too. Uh, and feel free to reach out to us on social media. You know, let us know what plays are, are in your ledger, which plays you agree with, which plays you disagree with, and we'll continue to update you uh, as the season goes on with how we're doing as a podcast. But gosh, we can't wait to see you next week. We love you guys, and we thank you as always for listening to this episode of the Winning Ticket Podcast. We're having fun as minus one thousand.